may not have a film fixation, but we're here for a noir education. Beebidi-boo, doot-doodle-doo, dee-ba-da-pow. Welcome to A Real Education Noir. I am Melissa, and I am joined today by... Tanya! And... Allie. And the three of us are going to watch today a lovely little movie called The Manchurian Candidate. Yay! I'm excited. Tanya is very excited She's today. She's vibrating. It's amazing. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> and for some reason, on the day this posts, um, I, I kind of feel like talking about politics. So, you know, I figured yeah. that this would be a good movie yeah. to do yeah. around this point in time. Yeah. So, Allie, what do you know about the Manchurian Candidate? Actually, I know very little. Um, I had an interest in the remake when it came out. Uh, but never actually got around to watching more than just a few minutes of it because, uh, as I recall, Meryl Streep is in it, and mm-hmm. uh, you know she's a bamf, so <laughs> just interested in that. But what like, does just that mean? Badass motherfucker. Ah, thank she you. You're welcome. I should use that more <laughs> or, often. Or HBIC head bitch in charge. Nice. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very true. That's a good one. Yeah. Good so one. Uh, you know, was interested in the Meryl Streep angle just because, because it's Meryl Streep. Sure. Um, and never actually got very far into it, but I understand it is uh, setting somebody up to be president who is under the control of a foreign power. Is is my understanding, perhaps? Ooh, but that's that's. But having never read a synopsis, I'm just like, oh, it's a political thriller. I'm in. All right, like, that's all, all I need. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we we do have the. The original today. It is not the remake. It is the 1962 version, which which features. Frank Sinatra. I'm going to get my Angela Lansbury on. Yep. And we've got Angela Lansbury yes. in a spectacular role. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I am so here for Angela yeah. Lansbury. <laughs> we've got Henry Silva and all sorts of joys. Uh, Janet Lee. It, it just nice. Nom, 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 nom. Yes, it's very chewy. It's a lovely film. I think, I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure. Tanya and I will because we've seen it before. We know what's in front of us. It's all right, so dear listeners, uh, please go uh, check out the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, for some reason, it's a little hard to get hold of these. Huh. I don't know why. Hmm. That's um, very strange. Yeah, that's strange. Strange. Um, I do believe if you go to Amazon streaming and sign up for like the seven day stars trial, you oh, can sure. get at it for free. So I believe that's probably the easiest way Cheapest, to get at it yeah. for streaming. So just like sign up for stars, watch the movie and then like cancel drop it off. right away. I did that. Unless you like stars. Right. Stars is pretty great. It yeah. does it does have some movies on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A few. Mm-hmm. A few. Yeah. But if you but if you don't want to do that, just you know sign up for the trial, watch a couple movies and then sign off again. So yeah. all right, there we go. So we are going to go off and watch the Manchurian candidate and we yes. will be right back after this musical interlude to talk about it. This was your first time seeing this movie. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow, it was fantastic. So I should tell the listeners, I had to take a bathroom break in the middle of the film, so we paused it and uh, picked the perfect moment. I would say to so. To pause. Yeah. I was like, 
you know what? I think I think I want to be like not shifting in my seat at this point. I feel like shit's about to get real. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm like, okay, pause here. We come back just just as mom says, "Why don't you pass the time by playing a little solitaire?" <laughs> <laughs> and Ellie beautifully goes, "Oh, oh shit!" shit. <laughs> it was gorgeous. The, the timing was just perfect. It, it was perfect. Uh, it just. So, Ellie, settle in, play. Why don't you spend some time playing some solitaire? Oh! <laughs> oh, <perfect>. shit! <laughs> it, it really, it really was mm. wonderful. I am, I'm glad that that was the moment. I was like, okay, I can't take it anymore. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. It was such a great movie. Although, I was really expecting that um, Miss Rosie there was going to be an agent as well. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. That, that whole subplot is just like, I'm and, sorry, was she under contract and you had to use her to yeah. film? Probably. I, I mean, yes, very <laughs> likely. And uh, probably Sinatra said, if I don't get to kiss a lady, I'm not doing it. Right. I don't know. But there, there is some uh, speculation that that absolutely bizarre conversa- conversation on the train is actually her trying to trigger his programming. See, that's yeah. what I always that's thought. I because, like, too. she's she's Are you saying, Arabic? Yeah, what right. the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, it was just... The, the way she spoke with him in mm-hmm. that whole... Conversation is very bizarre. Well, they keep, yeah, they, but they do it through the, the whole the thing. cadence of that conversation yes. is bizarre. Like just everything about that particular mm-hmm. conversation is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that that whole conversation that was straight from the book, yeah, oh, which okay. is okay. makes it even kind of stranger somehow. Huh. Yeah. Where you, you can tell both actors are going. I don't. I I don't know what to do with this. Really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. There's reasons for that. Are you Arabic? I don't know. Are you? I I mean, like, they try and explain, like, I mean, in my world, it makes sense because he's got all these random books that he's reading to try and fight his nightmares and, like, Mm -hmm. you know, so him saying random stuff as he's mentally breaking down kind of made sense. Right. But her getting back into it with him? Yeah, instead of just being like, what? I'm going to leave the room now. I was waiting for it to be like she's a student of psychology, so yep. she was like, "This man is having a mental break. I must attend to him, right, or something." Like, but something they didn't. that made us that made sense, but it like didn't. why she didn't just go, "Okay, crazy, bye." <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, you know, Sinatra's machismo was just Ugh. so amazing that she well, it was just seeping out of his pores. Dumps you know? the only reason her engagement. What? Yeah, the only reason I wasn't bitching really loudly during that portion was because I was like, well, certainly she's an agent. And this yeah, is all, yeah. This is, <laughs> she's, just, she's just monitoring him. So she's just saying this crap. None of this is real. Yeah. So this is the only reason I wasn't like, bullshit. Shut <laughs> up. This is gross. Because <laughs> the only reason I had my mouth shut throughout any of their scenes, had I... Had I had any idea that he wasn't setting up for that, I'd have just been gagging the entire time. <laughs> well, we can all have it just part of our headcanon. Oh, I was so upset. Oh, yeah. In, our he- in my headcanon, like, the-, the dude that wrote in the letter and Frank Sinatra both get triggered later. See, that's- I was waiting for, like, for her to say, why don't you calm down and play a little solitaire and then or end something. the film. Yeah. I was expecting yep. that. Mm-hmm. That she was going to say something to trigger him, and that was how the film was going to end. Yeah. And instead, it just went, you know, oh, he was a hero. Like, 
I mean, not a bad ending. No. But because of that subplot, I was just like, why is that? That whole thing was unnecessary. In some ways, the reason she's there is for Frank Sinatra to expose to right. expouse his yeah. brain stuff to. Which yeah. is kind of like uh, uh, the lamp question from the Bechdel test. Yeah. yeah. Like Yeah. She's a sexy lamp, that's she's, all she is. She's a very sexy yeah. lamp. And, Apparently not Arabic though. No. no not an Arabic. Or married. Or married. <laughs> or married. Or, or, yeah, not a married I don't Arabic lamp. I think she was engaged really. I think she made that shit I up. think she did. I, I'm mm. I'm choosing to believe that she made that up just to be yeah, like. Yeah, just to be like, like yeah, well. You, you know what? I met you and I immediately called off my engagement. You're just that great you're yeah you call me from the police station like uh, who wouldn't give all this up for you (laughs) for the benefit of radio i just rolled my eyes as hard as i possibly could it was beautiful (laughs) it was lovely oh and then the the other moment that i think you and i both looked at each other going really was was when um was when shaw like hits his oh, new wife yes. on the box. Like, like, go make, like, a house. Yeah. And, and you and I like, were just like, oh. like, <laughs> like okay, I can see at a time where that would have sounded well, cute. And coming For from th- his family with that oh, yes. mother, you know mm-hmm. that's what he got. Right. So. Right. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, that's a product of the time. Like, yeah. It's meant to be an endearment. I get that. But I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> can, can I say how scared I am right now? Yeah. Seeing this do. previous to the date that it airs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, I've been thinking about that. I just... Wow. Yep. Yeah. Like... Yep. Because Pence and I just... Yep. Fear. Lots of fear. Yeah. Lots of fear because, you know, enough people are using the dystopian fiction that scares me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, Handmaid's Tale, and then this, and you know, so yeah. it's it's a little too real for me right now. Yeah, it is. It is very real. Shit is real. <laughs> um, but this was a real good movie. It is. Yeah, it, is. it was amazing. And yay for people of color yeah. being just yeah. people. Yes, that yes. was cool. Um, the uh, the gentleman who was cast as the army doctor. Um, oh, I wrote his name down, and I. Don't know where I wrote you it. You mean down. the psychologist guy or the guy? The psychiatrist. Okay. The uh, uh, so Joe Adams was the first black. Da- apparently, this is true. I'm not sure how they vetted this, but Joe Adams was apparently the first black actor cast in Hollywood who wasn't specifically called out as black in the role. Oh, okay. So I I don't know if that's necessarily true. It's on IMDb, so you know. Well, yeah. But uh, well, because especially in early. Example yeah, of that, for which sure. Is nice, which is nice. Well, and yeah. then there was it was a it was a mixed unit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because yep. there, because beside the psychiatrist, yes, there was the guy who wrote the letter. Yes. So like, yay mm-hmm. for that. Um, I don't under. Well, I mean, I suppose I understand why his nightmare looked different. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> right. Yes. I. I. It took me a minute to pick up on that, that they were seeing things differently. Right. Yeah. Like, I was, I was like, at first I thought it was a discrepancy in, like, the the filming. And I'm like, right. that's not how that set was set up. Oh, duh, it's a nightmare. Yes, of course yeah. there's differences. Right. So, but what I, what I was trying to figure out was, like, was that something that they specifically did in the conditioning? 
Right. Like, that it was, a, like, this was the Southern Baptist meeting or something, as opposed to, like, the ladies of whatever right. hydrangea thing. I'm sure the idea was that they're... They're, they're constructing this dream out of building blocks that already exist. Right, right. Okay, so, so that makes sense. So, so his experience of this, it's it's a meeting of the Ladies' Gardening Club, right. looks different than his experience. Right, This is okay. what the Ladies' Gardening Club that looks like. That makes more sense. Yeah. Because I was, like, going into the, how did they know, like, who to, like... And I was making it way more complicated in my head, which I'm good at doing, actually. So yeah. I actually, that whole sequence. I love that sequence so much. And it's, okay, it is so well done for, I, and maybe I'm not giving enough credit to film, but that was really well done for a film of that era. Oh, yeah. The subtlety and the, the it, you know, the way that they wove it all together mm-hmm. yeah. was not something I expected from from a, a film of the time. Yeah, they know? had they had built, I think it was three separate sets that were completely in the round so they could rotate the camera completely nice. around. And then uh, just all the cross-country with the different actors and the different sets and different so things happening at the different points. Did they, were they doing it like we set, okay, this is the reality set and so we filmed the entire speech thing? Or were they actually like, okay, while we're cutting to this person, mm-hmm. you come over here and we'll... So you can yeah, hear mine I'm, in one take. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I know it took him like a week to film yeah. that stuff. It, mm-hmm. it it took a long time, especially given that this movie was filmed in like about a month. Oh like, wow, like 39 wow. days. All of Sinatra's stuff was shot in 15 days. That was a stipulation of his contract. Well, it's like, yeah, you, you put all my stuff up front and you should film me in 15 days. I want to see all the footage, and then I'm done. <laughs> because wow. Sinatra could call those shots. Because he could, yeah, at the time. But um. Yeah, those are particularly complex sequences, and that was the one sequence that John Frankenheimer, the director, wasn't sure he could show to Sinatra. Oh, it because be it wasn't... It, it was so sure. complex to cut together, so... But Sinatra was like, he heard the... But except for this scene, you can see all the rest. And he was like, no. And, you know, when, you know, Sinatra tells you no in 62, you shake in your boots, and you work yeah. overnight with the editor, and you cut something together. And what they cut together is what we saw in the film. Oh, wow. exactly. damn. Like, they did a rough cut and showed it to Sinatra, and they went, oh, this is good. All right, let, we'll just use it. Damn. <laughs> that's impressive. I Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's that's just such a well-edited scene. Yeah, and, and you know, part of it, too, is, um, it, it, of course, the, the editor, whose, whose name I am completely forgetting, but uh, John Frankenheimer, the director was a man who um, came out of television. He, If I remember right, he originally wanted to be act, an actor, wound up uh, working for the Army as a uh, as part of the, um, whatever it was, the Army Film Corps. No, oh, sure, no, sure, no, yeah. Maybe it was the Air Force. Eh, I'm losing where my notes are. But anyway, he was working for the Armed Forces during World War II, uh, doing filming, and then when he was discharged... He got hired on to CBS and did tons of television work. And he only reluctantly started doing movies because he hated only using one camera at a time. (laughs) And he didn't feel like he knew the language of movies. But the thing is, when he started doing film, um, he had a really unique visual sense. And you can see it here. Oh, yeah. He has this really remarkable... way that he sets up a shot you know like these deep focus shots where you have you know something out of focus in the front and 
somebody mm-hmm. way in the back mm-hmm. talking and a lot of in and out of focus sort of things. It, very innovative visually. And so it's really nice to see it used so well mm-hmm. in something like these really surrealistic sequences where... Well, and like in the way yeah. he cut together the convention yeah. stock footage mm-hmm. with the added stuff of mm-hmm. like... Because I'm, I'm sure he took that from like a 61 convention or like a... Yeah, totally. Like a, just a year or two previous. Because yeah. that was pretty close to the knockout drag out one in, in 63, wasn't it? Where Rather got punched in the face. Yeah, I believe so. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, history, lessons, mm-hmm. learning. Lessons. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting film, especially when it was made. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, so, 62, this was released October 24th, 1962, which lands it right in the middle of the 13 days of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, my Jesus. <laughs> so, it came out like four days before it ended. So, when it came out, the United States was pretty sure it was going to nuclear war. <laughs> Damn. Can you but, imagine coming out of that theater and thinking, that's the last movie I'm ever going to see? Jesus. <laughs> well, at least it's got Sinatra in it. Hey! Hey, hey. <laughs> but, uh... <sighs> wow. I, I kept waiting, I kept at the beginning wondering how much he directly took from McCarthy's... Um, press probably, conferences? Probably quite a bit. I mean, there... Because they were so similar. Yeah. Yeah. And and he was uh, definitely, this is is a movie that was embroiled in its time. So they're really picking up on the zeitgeist. And and I mean, because he was in TV, like he knew how that would be shot. And so like he could mimic the TV shots. No problem. Absolutely. And I love how he put like the little monitors. I Mm -hmm. love that so much. Love that scene where you're, you're literally seeing the same thing from two different angles. Yeah. And Angela Lansbury is sitting there just like looking and like got the intent face. She's just sitting there listening, like, repeat it, do it like we talked about. Yep. And, mm-hmm. 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 God, oh, she was. Fuck, hard. I love her so what? much! Great character. <gasps> oh, and did you notice in her costuming? If you ever, I don't know if you noticed this time, if you watch it again, her costuming is Manchurian. Oh, Jesus. She's got the collars, yeah, she's got dragons, you're right, and you're oriental right. mm-hmm. uh, uh, yep. latticework. Yep. Um, uh, embroidery, thank you. Yes, embroidery on her clothes. Yeah, like the whole thing. You're right. Like You're right. unless she's in public. Yep. Yep. Whenever she's in private. Yep. It is brilliant, <laughs> and I want all of her clothes, and all well except for the stupid little shepherdess. Yeah, that's a costume. That was doesn't count. Yeah, that was weird. That was, that was weird costume. She was little Bo Peep. Oh, is that who she was? Uh, that's what I thought. I thought yeah, she was I like some shepherdess. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't oh, know. it's totally Bo Peep, but yeah. still, oh, okay. it's weird. Yeah. It's yeah. Strange. It's weird. like with the extension braid. Like what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. But aside from that costume, want them all. Also weird. The really way too long kiss between her and her son. Oh God! Yeah. At the end. Uh, creepy. Which is absolutely intentional. Right. Oh it's yeah. Supposed like, to be creepy in the novel. She sleeps with her son. <gasps> right? <gasps> yeah. <gasps> right? I didn't know that. <gasps> yeah. So they, they hint at it with the creepy too long kiss, but uh Wow totally didn't go full into the novel. Yeah. Like while he's brainwashed and has no say in the matter? Yeah. Okay. So not like a previous 
yeah. consensual thing. No. Okay. Oh, oh that's even worse. I right? know. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, nasty. Wow. <laughs> Damn, that went there. But Angela Lansbury. Yeah. Yeah. Flippin' amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, this is the first time I saw her. Well, almost the first time I'd seen her in anything else besides Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> and let me tell you, after I saw That's this... That's Whiplash. That's I character know. Whiplash right I here. know. And then, like, after that, I heard the, the fan theory about Murder, She Wrote, where Jessica Fletcher is actually... The murderer. A, the murderer in all yeah. of the things. Yeah. Because how could she not be, like, with hundreds <laughs> right. of deaths? And I was like, oh, I can see that now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, because, oh my god, her acting is so brilliant. Yes. And always has been. <laughs> and she's still around. I love Yay! it. I know. We 2016 did not take her from us. <laughs> yes. She she is. Uh, yeah, you know she's going to die now, you guys. Oh, oh don't say that. Don't even. Don't Nuh-uh. even. Don't Nuh-uh. even. Nuh-uh. You started it. You said she, oh, had, she God, got I'll, saved. I'll, fine. I'm fucking drawing <laughs> a salt circle around Angela Lambert. <laughs> 2016 did not get her. No. Yes. That's true. There. So she's 91, going on 92. Okay. And uh, she is of the all of the women who have received Best Supporting Actress Oscars. She received the second to earliest one. Wow. Because <laughs> the first, the, the record holder is Olivia de Havilland, who is currently 100. <laughs> yeah, And still around, and also survived 2016. Hot damn. So these ladies are still going. Yes. Yes. It's because they murder everyone, right? It, and drink their blood? For, uh, Possibly. Because Angela Lansbury still working. Fuck. Yeah. What? She is still working. Is she on in New York? or She's uh, currently got something in post-production right now. Oh my god! Yeah, she is still working. <gasps> She's 91. I mean, I want to be that viable when right. I'm that old. If I, I get to be that old. I want her so Oh my god, right? I love her. She's amazing. I just want her to be my friend and come to my birthday parties. Yeah? I don't even care if she knows who I am. <laughs> Just if it shows just up. What, like, she just, 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 she just walks through and I, I could serve her tea. Mm-hmm. I could do that, you know? Yeah, totally. I just yeah. hang out and sit by her feet and just, like... Yeah. Worship. Worship. I mean, mm-hmm. we're yeah. not worthy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. What else, what else do I know about this movie? Um, okay, so Janet Lee. Uh, while she was working on this movie... First of all, she kind of hated this role. Yeah. <laughs> or... She said it was very difficult because the characters just kind of plopped into the middle of the movie with no reason and no context whatsoever. So there's nothing yeah. to work you on. You think? Yeah. Hmm. Um, but also, the the day they were filming the train scene with all the bizarro dialogue that it had, that was the mo- that was the morning that uh, Tony Curtis served her with divorce papers. Oh, right. Yikes, yo. Uh, so that. It's, so when they have that exchange of, are you married? No. Are you, how about you? No. And then there's like this long pause. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so Sinatra broke his hand during the fight sequence with Henry Silva. Oh, okay. By the way, really young Henry Silva. Really Super young. duper mm. Oh my young. God, young. It's like, oh, those cheekbones, I know who that is. <laughs> oh, look at him, he's so cute. Um, let's see, also the, um, Frankenheimer, okay, so the, the sequence with the cards where, uh, with the 
with the deck full of queens. Yeah. Sinatra is like continually out of focus in that whole yeah, yeah. Totally by accident. <laughs> <laughs> that the camera was just out of focus. And the problem with Frank Sinatra, well, it's not a problem, but it is. Um, usually his best take was his first one. Oh. Almost always. Oh. So they took that first take and then went, shit, the camera's out of focus. And none of the the other takes were any, good. Were any oh, real, no. real good. So Frank and Heimer just said, well, we'll, we'll just use the blurry one, I suppose. And uh, he's been praised ever since because it's like, oh, it's indicative of how clouded the mind of this character <laughs> is. Which, which it, is really in line like, yeah. with a lot of the rest of the movie and how it's filmed. Yeah, yeah film yeah. film yeah. I will do that. Right. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it was just he was out of focus because his mind is so entrenched in the programming Absolutely. that he can't focus on what's in front of him. So it worked really well. Uh, well and, quite and the happy accident. <laughs> and depending where Sinatra is sitting, you know, if he, when he sits back, he's in focus. Right. It's, yeah. When he's leaning forward, he, yep. he goes out. And mm-hmm. it works. It yeah. does. Go Frankenheimer. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Uh, basically, this is a plot of Zoolander. Uh, what? Just saying. Uh, <laughs> oh, no shit! Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Oh, Mind no. blown. Ah. Oh, ah. my God. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, I'm never going to be over that. <laughs> I, um... I think we've broken Tanya. Uh. <laughs> Damn. Uh another another fun thing. <laughs> Angela Lansbury was only three years older than Lawrence Harvey, so she was only three years older than the man playing her son. Wow. <laughs> Which is remarkable, you know, because she gives everything in her performance. She's not wearing age makeup. No. No. It's all in her demeanor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yeah. Although he seems a little old. He does. But, but she yeah. seems right. He Yeah. Well and he sounds like the most un American American. Yeah, oh my god. How because, British is he? Uh not at all because he's, he's South, South African. African. Okay. But, By way uh, he's he's Lithuanian Jewish. He, yes. From who, who from lived in South Africa. Yeah. Bleh? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sure with the yeah, so well, that I mean, explains the accent. See, but it works because Angela Lansbury, her British, or what she was doing was... She does the stately... She does the, yeah, yeah which is the New Englander, yeah, you can the, the mid-Atlantic. The, the yeah. mid-Atlantic. Which I, I come from money. Yeah, which I kind accent. of was like, oh, well, if they sent him off to boarding school, yeah, he I got was a weird... Like, okay, he's, he's got, he's got we'll, the We'll affect. just make it work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I kind of took it to be is is that posh thing. Mm-hmm. That's right. Just, yes. That's just how he was brought up, and that's just how he sounds. Right. Despite the fact that he hates it, and thus hates himself. But <laughs> they have two completely different. They do. They do. But I, I'm like I, I'm. I'm very cognizant of that. But. I didn't notice that. I just didn't care. I was like posh, posh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Which whatever. is, I'm sure, you know, it, it only helps. <laughs> Wait yeah. a second, Lawrence Harvey. What? Wait a second. <laughs> Tanya's having a moment did, with IMDb. Did I just... Is Larry Tate in this movie? No. I don't think so. Okay, because somebody... Harry Holcomb mm-hmm. is in this movie, but his IMDb picture has Larry Tate. So it's 
the the guy from Bewitched. Oh, yeah. So I'm sitting here like the so guy confused. Yeah, so the, confused. The, the creepy jerk from the creepy uh, jerk yeah. from um. Oh God, uh, God, Sweet smell of success. Yes, yes. yes. the yes. movie we just did. Yes, yes. like. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, that's what you that get with IMDb. Some uh, yeah, my fault. You are errors. correct. It, that does have Larry Tate's picture in it. <laughs> so, dear listeners, in a, sorry. <laughs> a little later, uh, about a week from now, you can uh, take a look and see if it's still the wrong picture on his profile. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Helen Klebe was the lady from um, the Gardening Club. The Gardening Club. Lady. Yes, I love her. She's delightful. She's oh, amazing. Yes. yes, and of course we've got uh, John McGiver, <gasps> who's yes. who I kept yelling Senator. at the TV, going like, that guy, that yeah. guy. He's from Breakfast at Tiffany's and lots and lots of TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, we've got uh, well, Tom Lowell, that guy. Tom Lowell. Tom Lowell was was the the kid uh, that he shot. Yes, and yeah, like, yeah, and Henry Silver I, is from Megaforce. Yes. Shut up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> He's the quote bad guy. Oh my god. In Megaforce. He's wow. Cigar chopping and Wow. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, you can't mistake those cheekbones. Well, no, but I did not realize that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. So the screenwriter for this movie was uh George Axelrod. He wrote Breakfast at Tiffany's and a whole bunch of the Marilyn Monroe movies. So like Sugar sure. Itch and Bus Stop. Uh, he wrote oh. Paris when it sizzles. Was was this before or after Sinatra and Marilyn hooked up? That's a good question. I think it was kind of in the middle. Okay, because then then full circle with that, because she if he was doing a lot of her movies and then was attached with this project, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay, Hollywood works. Yep, <laughs> and also George Axelrod in a link to this program. Uh, he was the former father-in-law of Ileana Douglas, who we saw in Cape Fear. Oh. Yeah. 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 Uh, so, let's talk about Frank Sinatra for a moment, because... <laughs> Do we have well, to? Well, I mean, he's one of the more famous <laughs> people yeah. in American history. This is the only movie I actually consider him, quote-unquote, acting in. And yeah. he's not even really acting, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. But he's, sometimes he yeah. he he is more in this movie than yes. he is in a lot of other things. Yes, it's true. Um, uh, but I mean, have you ever seen From Here to Eternity? Yes. Yeah, he did get a Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, for that. I mean that that so. one and this one are two where I'm like, okay. And he was also nominated for Man with the Golden Arm, which is something we're gonna watch. Okay, I haven't seen that okay. one, which is probably why it's not on my yeah. list. So he, you know, he has his moments. He does, and of course, you know, famous. And there singer. were very nice ones. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he actually started um, acting about when he started his music career. Okay. Like his, his acting career uh, kind of happened concurrently. He, it wasn't okay. like he. St- he got famous singing and then started doing No, it was like thing. they it did was, both? Yeah, because what happened was when he, he started his music career, he uh, hooked up with Tommy Dorsey. Sure. Band, and he made his name there. And, um, of course, during that period, that's when Tommy Dorsey's band started appearing in films. And so okay, he was sure. appearing as part of that. And then he just kept Kind of well, yeah. Once it's it's the weird networking of mm-hmm. Hollywood of once you know somebody, they work with you, they mm-hmm. like you, 
or whatever, yeah, yeah. then they'll be like, oh, well, I'll just call that guy that I met that day. And, yeah. And then uh, a couple years after he started appearing in films with Tommy Dorsey's band, Gene Kelly picked him up for Anchors Away in 1945. Oh, sure. And then suddenly his Poof. movie career blew up. So, yeah. And then... Uh, he was in like sixty movies. Yeah, so he, he, he did a have quite career. a, you know. But to, this... I mean, one of his final ones was uh, Cannibal Run Two. <laughs> <laughs> he was the villain in that, um, or sort of villain. There were so many villains. I I don't even remember. It, it's well, super like how awkward. many of those were just like him fucking around with Dean Martin and. And, Many. and his boys. Yeah, Many. the Rat Pack. You know, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, the original, the, basically. The original. And... Yeah, so and those are the ones where I consider him not really well, acting. He's one of those guys that that got tapped just to be himself. Yeah, yeah that's They're like, I'm going to write a role that I would love Frank Sinatra to play. So basically, I'm just going to write Frank Sinatra into my film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I want all-American hero, but right. not a whole lot of acting range required. We're right. going to cast... Frank, Frank Sinatra, Sinatra. And people will come to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Pretty, they did, and, and it they worked, did. and it was great, and he was he was passable. You yeah, know, at least, least or or even good. There, there are moments of awesome mm-hmm. all yeah. over this movie, like the the scene with the fifty two with the, the all the queens. The, the, yeah. Like yeah. he's nailing it there yeah. from an acting technical like work yeah. perspective. Like he's got it. He's in the zone. Yeah, he's got a really good. Like I was talking about, he usually got things on the first take. In that he has this really great intensity Mm -hmm. that you know he just charges ahead with and i think it's that um that kind of frenetic energy that picks up very well on film and frankenheimer's sensibilities he kind of likes the love he has a love of the accidental sure to a certain extent so they worked really well together on this yeah i i think what what you'd say is like uh sinatra would has good instincts oh indeed and so like if you can catch his instinct before he gets in front of himself in right. a way right or full of himself in a different way yeah. um he's like the opposite of william shatner yes shatner you have to wear down and then you get right. a naturalistic performance out of him assuming that's what you want because sometimes you just want shatner to well, be shatner yeah that's true that's true. <laughs> don't tell shatner i said that i won't <laughs> So, Angela Lansbury. Yay! Angela Lansbury. She was the daughter of a British politician and um, an actress named Moyna McGill, who was an mm-hmm. Irish actress. She started appearing in uh, silent films. I think she was mostly on stage. Yep. But when Angela Lansbury's career picked up, uh, her mother started appearing in some of her films in smaller roles. Uh, she was a total stage mom. Totally. Total stage right. Like, she yoinked Angela to California, and, like... Mm -hmm. Well, the the reason they wound up in the U.S., though, was that was the last boat exiting England before Before World War II. Yep. So, it was her, her mom, and her brothers Mm -hmm. all shoved on a boat, and they went to the U.S. for safety. So... Soon after that was when Angela Lansbury started getting cast in mm-hmm. movies. So 1944 was Gaslight, and she had one other movie prior to that, which mm-hmm. was uh, National Velvet. National Velvet. Uh, but Gaslight is where she got noticed. Yep. Because she's amazing in it. Because she's amazing, and it was just off to the races from there. Uh, two years later, she got a nomination for Best Supporting Actress for a picture of Dorian Gray. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, of course, by the 80s, she had Murder, She Wrote, <laughs> and... Um, and all of her Broadway and all of her Broadway. stage she, she work. Has, 
Oh my god. She has five Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. And uh Is she an EGOT? I don't think she's an EGOT. Because she, she doesn't have the Grammy. She does not have the Grammy, I don't think. Well, unless she got it for Beauty and the Beast. I don't think she did. Okay. But uh she does have she never she never got an Emmy. That's a, that's right. She They no, robbed her! She she was nominated almost yearly. She was nominated <laughs> eighteen times. Holy she never won. Bastard. Oh. Right? <laughs> How long was that show on? Like, they just freaking... Well, it wasn't just Murder, no, She Wrote. No, it wasn't, she was still. She was nominated like four or five times even before Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> she was just regularly... They just robbed nominated, her. It, like Meryl Streep, only, like, if Meryl Streep always lost. <laughs> right. Well, for a while she did. No, she's Sophia Loren. Yeah. Yeah. Or, wait, wait. who is that... Uh, Fuck, I'm messing it up. The soap opera lady, who was like always, she was always nominated for the soap opera award. Oh, oh like the TV thing. And she, yes. Oh, you know okay. what I'm I mean. Gonna, I'll look yeah, her yeah, up. Yeah, okay, Ellie's gonna, gonna bug me because <laughs> I have no clue. It's gonna <laughs> bug me. So uh, Angela Lansbury's daughter was part of the Manson clan. <gasps> did you know that? Oh my goodness! No, yeah, I did it not. Fell in with the Mansons, and so after the Sharon Tate murders, right? Uh, she whisked her daughter off to. Ireland to get cleaned up and off drugs. Wow. So, Dang. So there's yeah. another intersection with fame on uh-huh. the Manson level. And uh, let's see what else. Well, Sweetie I think, Todd. I think if, yo, Sweetie <laughs> Todd. Like, which is pro- probably my favorite role of hers. I, ever. I, I, I ever. have a hard time deciding between Sweeney Todd and this one. Right. Like Manchurian Candidate is... Because I saw it before I knew Sweeney Todd. Yeah. So like I kind of edged this one up. Yeah, it's just like, Mrs. Lovett, her portrayal of Mrs. Know. Lovett is so perfect. It's perfection. Ah, it's so hard for me to see. And she has the little pigtails that she wiggles. <laughs> Why can't it be both? It could, uh, you we, know what? I could see all. this lady, this Manchurian candidate lady, totally pulling a Mrs. Lovett. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> Except she'd do <laughs> it better. <laughs> Probably. She'd be, oh, wow, the, uh, formidable. A enemy. little bit. Oh, that when she leans into his face and she's like, and oh. I will crush them to dust. Yes. <laughs> oh. I'm like vibrating. It's so good. And then she kisses him for way too long. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Susan Lucci? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ellie. Sorry. I was like, I had to know. I'm like, oh, the name is on the end well, of the Well, and tongue. I knew it was an S name. Yeah. I was like, yep. I knew it was Italian. Lucci, and like, not okay. Sophia Loren. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey food's food. here. <laughs> <laughs> interlude. <laughs> interlude. Hold on to your listeners. I'm going to answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, always the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> Susan Lucci, 21 oh. nominations, only one win. Yep. Thank you. Dude, she was pissed by the end of her career, oh, too. Right. She was like, fuck you all. <laughs> I think, but... I think by the time she actually won, it had like gone through the whole cycle of okay, it's not funny, it's not funny. Oh, it's really funny, it's really funny, it's really funny. It's not funny it's anymore. So not it's funny not funny anymore. anymore. <laughs> so I, I feel like we're just about wrapping up. Yeah. Yeah. And and also I'm hungry and I want to eat food. Me so. too. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> do we have any final thoughts about um, the Manchurian Watch candidate? this. Oh my god, watch oh, this. Yes. I'm, if Seriously. you didn't watch this and then you found out what we said, right, you're I feel so sorry that. for you because 
I know we do this every time. Are you new? (laughs) (laughs) It might be. Well, that could be. Could be. All I know is like, you want the reaction that Allie had? Yes. Because (laughs) that was the best. Beautiful. I was really pleased. That was actually really great. I am so excited because I just found out one of my other friends hasn't seen this yet. Oh. But he listens to our podcast. Oh, so it's like I have like. You have a window. I have a window that I need to get this. You need to like send the text and be like, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? His name's Eli. Eli, 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 you better you watch this damn movie. <laughs> you better not have listened to us spoil this movie. Eli, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, man. <laughs> so, while Tanya regains her composure, I will, I will say we will be back in a couple weeks with an episode. <laughs> and Tanya is now flipping me off. This is great. Yeah, we're getting double birds over this here. This is great. This is great. So, dear listeners, thank you for joining us for the Mentoring <laughs> Candidate. We'll be back in a couple weeks with an episode about a lovely movie called Murder, My Sweet. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. So we're about ready to get our Philip Marlowe on. Sweet. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay. So, dear listeners, join us in a couple weeks-ish. It should post on the 7th uh, for our episode about Murder, My Sweet. And we will be back then. We will talk to you then. I've been Melissa. This has been Tanya and Allie. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoy our film fixation. We'll see you next time on a noir education. Thank you for joining us for a real education noir. New episodes arrive on the 7th and 21st of every month. You can find our podcasts and social media feeds on our website at realedunoir.com. Special thanks to Tim Wick, Jeffrey Brown, and Chad Dutton for our theme music. If you like our show, you might also like our parent podcast, A Real Education, which discusses all genres of film. You can find it on the web at realedu.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Why don't you pass the time by playing a little solitaire? <laughs>